You are listening to Comp My Pod. This podcast in no way reflects the views and opinions of any travel corporation or entity. This podcast is strictly the opinions of the commentators. Welcome to Comp My Pod, episode 10, Sarah. Can you Woo-hoo! believe it? I'm super excited. We made it. We made it. <laughs> Yay. So um, today we are going to have a couple of drinks. We're going to talk about our favorite stories from Reddit, and we're going to tell you about our very exciting picks of the week. What are we drinking, Sarah? So today we are drinking some champagne in celebration of episode 10. Yes. All right. It's a lovely um, um, it's Corbell Extra Dry, right? Corbell Extra Dry. Um, it's not super cheap champagne, but it's not expensive at all. Um, yeah. pairs well with food. Um, you can, it's easy to drink. It won't give you a hangover yep. unless you drink like five bottles or something crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> unless you went nuts with it. Um, and then they have different flavors too. They have the Brute and then they have, what's the other one that they have? They have like a sweet rosé. A rosé. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this one's great. I, I like that it's not super sweet, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's versatile. It's not gonna, like, you know, blow you out of the water with its amazingness, but it's, no. um, it gets the job done for a good price, so what Absolutely. else can you ask for? Yeah, you won't find it anywhere over $20 a bottle. Exactly. Um, I do want to tangent off for one sec while, while we're talking about drinks. Um, so I signed up for this new service called Flaviar. F-L-A-V-I-E-R um, dot com. It's a whiskey club. Oh. And it's kind of like a, a box club where they send you these little samples and send these cool little like test tube vial things oh, of this nice. really nice like high-end whiskey that you can try. And then if you like it, you can buy it through oh, them. You'll have to review that on the yeah, podcast. I'm really excited. When you, have you, you haven't gotten any yet, have no, you? No, I just signed up this You're week. You're still waiting. So. Yeah. Um, cool. But when you, you can, get your first... Um, I think you're in a week or so, yeah. Great. Um, That's exciting. But you can, like, if, you know, when you find something that you like, you can buy a full-size bottle through them. Their prices are super competitive, and I ended up buying um, a bottle of Lagavulin through them, which is, like, my favorite scotch ever. Maybe my, my favorite whiskey ever. Um, it's it's over $100 um, here locally in the liquor stores, and... Um, on there, it was listed for $89, and then I had, like, a $10 off new member coupon. Oh, wow. I got that damn bottle for $79. No shipping, no Great. tax. Oh, my God. It was awesome. I'm so excited about That's this awesome. service. So, anyway. Yeah. A little, little tangent, but... Um, yeah, you'll have to tell us about e- it. Expect a lot of really cool, like, um, exotic uh, whiskey reviews coming up. Mm. We're, we'll, uh... Go down that rabbit hole together. That'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, do you want to do your first Reddit pick this week? Sure. So, my first pick comes from Tales from the Front Desk. Um, this one is titled Paranoid Keycard People, and it's by Daniel Nine. I always butcher these names. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um, so, this one goes, surprisingly, this almost never happens to me, but this is the second time in two years someone worries about the information on their key card. Lady in mid-60s comes to me and demands I erase her key cards, telling me about how she just read about the importance of doing so. Nonsense, in parentheses. These people, including my own father, have obviously made up their minds and will not accept the fact that this fear they have is literally impossible. 
Instead of telling her that our cards cannot be erased and that they do that automatically, I just punched in her number to the unit again and scanned them, doing the beep again, so she has peace of mind. (laughs) It's like, there you go. (laughs) Go away now. I even offer to let her take the cards, which she does. Not exactly the most professional thing to lie to a guest, but it's all about guest satisfaction, and it's probably worth to dodge a potential bullet. What do you tell these people when they adamantly bring up this urban legend? So, is this a th- like has this ever happened to you? I have. You never, haven't been in have the business ne- no. for a very long time, and I have never heard of this. Okay, that is bananas. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, so it, they think their actual personal information is imprinted on the card. They think their credit card information is on there. Oh my they God. think they even. I've even had them tell me that their car information is on. Oh my God! Then why the key cards? Then why? Do and I'm like, we, we don't do even we... ask you for yeah. like your vehicle information anymore. We used to a long time yeah. ago, but we don't do that anymore. I mean, and if that was the case, why would we need to ask like for your ID and stuff? If you lose a card, couldn't we just look up, you know, whatever card we have on file, quote unquote, and you know, yeah, it makes verify no sense. your information verbally or whatever. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> That's yeah, crazy. I haven't had it happen in a long time, but I, I have had That's it happen. Good. And it's always people that are around, mm-hmm. like, that real baby boomer, older, you know, yeah. kind of age, um, which, you know, we love our We're not going to say Fox News viewers, but... <laughs> I do what do this what person does. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You're all good. Like, because there's mm-hmm. no sense in trying to explain something like that no. to people like that. They're not going to understand. But I will, I will mention that, um, most hotels or not most hotels, but the bigger chain hotels are trying to move towards, um, key cards on your cell phones. Yes. I love it. Which I love. I, I know you've used it. I yes. never have had a chance to use it yet. I've never stayed in a hotel that actually uses the technology, it's Great. but I'm super stoked about it because that will totally eliminate people losing their their yep. cards. You won't have to worry about it anymore. You won't have to worry with giving somebody a key to a room that they're not supposed to be in, yep. arguing with people about their IDs that they never have their IDs. They yep. never have the names aren't on the rooms. <laughs> yep. You know, it's just like a nightmare for a front desk clerk to even give somebody another key unless you actually check the person yeah. in and remember who they are. You're absolutely right. I yeah. mean, it's awful. So I'm so excited for for the cell phone, the key on your cell phone technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever it's called. I can't remember what they're calling it, but different, I can't, different chains call it different Yeah, stuff, I can't wait great. for it yeah. because that will totally eliminate all of that. And I actually saw a commercial, a really funny commercial. Um, I think I posted it on our Twitter feed, actually. Um, I think it's from Hilton. Mm-hmm. Hilton is using it, I think, right now um, at yeah. most of their, at their like bigger locations. And it's, it's the funniest thing. It's this couple and they're struggling with their key and they're trying to get in their room and you know, they have like all this luggage and this guy in like a suit, like a business suit, just walks up to his door with his phone, is just like doo doo and gets in. Right. <laughs> and the wife is like, oh, What what did he just do? What was that? And That's then she's awesome. like she's like telling the husband, you know, you're gonna have to go to the desk and get <laughs> get this fixed. Uh, and so it was it was really funny. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm super excited for Yes. I love it. That that as be much great. As much stuff as can go on my phone, the more the merrier. The, Put it all right. in one Just place. Bring it. I don't care what it is. I want it all. Yes. Just, I've got I credit cards on, on there. I've got <laughs> everything on there. On yeah. <laughs> I trust Apple with my life. I will give them whatever <laughs> they want. 
I'm about to give them my face scan. A face scan? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Put it all on my phone. That's hilarious. Hopefully you won't lose it or get it stolen. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's all in the cloud. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... What's your next story, Derek? So, um, my first one is from Tales from the Front Desk as well. Um, It's called, I Saved the Day! Exclamation point from user Sassy Starfleet. Um, I think we've read stuff from them before, haven't we? I think so. If we haven't, I've at least read their stuff offline. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I've just read it. That user sounds very familiar. They have cool stuff. Um, So, this one goes, uh, my town is pretty full this weekend, thanks to a college hockey game, Shudder. And and early oh leafers, or leaf peepers oh, for you weirdos. God, here we, oh, here we go. I get a young couple at my here desk at about 1 a.m. Oh asking if we have a room. Their friends ditched them at the hockey game. They aren't answering their phones, and they don't know the area very well. I do. I have one left, and the rack on that baby is three forty nine, which means the room costs three forty nine. Um, I tell them I can drop it to two forty nine since it's late, and that's a hell of a discount. They apologize and say they can't afford that, and I say I totally understand. They ask if I know somewhere else they can go. They're so nice and not rude or dickish at all, and I'm actually bored because it's <laughs> a surprisingly slow night. <laughs> so I pull up Google and we start God. to look. The guy. The guy uh, starts to make a few calls and is getting nowhere. They wander off to the side of the lobby and continue looking. Finally, I hear him say, Oh, look, I can just book it now. Mm, I stop dead. No, I, you can't. Yeah. I tell him oh my God. Uh, he should not book now until he's called the hotel. It's after midnight and he would be booking a room for like 3 p.m. Not right now. If they don't have a room open, you're SOL and no refunds. His eyes got huge, her eyes got huge, and it was like I had witnessed a magical hive mind epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> they, they quickly That's called great. the hotel, hive and the, mind the hotel confirmed oh that they indeed did have one room open, and it was for a price they could pay. He asked her right, right there what would have happened if he had booked the room on Expedia. His eyes got even wider as she explained that he wouldn't have been able to check in until 3 p.m., and there were no refunds for third-party rooms. They thanked me profusely and um, asked if I asked if they could send me a tip when they got home. <laughs> I said, um, well, no. That's nice, but yeah, no, not <laughs> this how is, this works. <laughs> this is the best. I said, um, no, if you want to thank me, just tell everyone you know not to book third-party. <laughs> Hopefully they do, and the world for FDAs will be a little less shitty. <laughs> great. I love this story. Like, I mean, good job, Sassy Starfleet, for taking care of the guest, even though it's not your guest. Being nice will go a long way in this business. I will bend over backwards for somebody that's not being a prick, but, you know, as soon as you start acting, you know, entitled or, you know, rude, rude or just inhuman. Just because you can. I mean, Because yeah. I'm on the other side it's, of the desk. It's so you can over. treat me like shit. Yeah. yeah. That's but it. you can get a lot. I don't lot. have to help you. Yeah, you can get a lot out of front desk agents if you're just fucking nice. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. You don't even have to tip us. No. Just treat me like a human. That's yeah. all I ask. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> not asking a lot. You don't even have to give me any money. It's and not I'll be nice lot. to you. <laughs> just act like a fucking nice person. Jeez. <laughs> And this is a prime example. I mean, this oh this God. person saved them um, a lot of money on accidentally booking a room that they 
wouldn't have been able to check into and that they wouldn't have been able to get a refund for. I mean, that's, that's exactly. fantastic. I love it. Yeah, people don't understand um, a lot of times <clears throat> the way hotels actually have to open and close our business days. So, mm-hmm. see, you'll, let's take, for example, a Saturday mm-hmm. that you're trying to check in on a Saturday night. Well, it's 12 o'clock or 1 or 2 o'clock in whatever time zone that you're in. But the hotel has not, like, closed and reopened for the business day yet right. until, say, 3 or 4. Because so hotels the hotel never is actually running. close. They just cycle right. through. The, they just change to the next day We just close and reopen the business day. Yeah. So they're still on Saturday night. The rest mm-hmm. of the world, or the rest of the time zone that you're in, is now on Sunday. Sunday. So whenever you go online to, to book a room... Everything is going to be for Sunday. Yeah. So if we were sold out Saturday night and you book a room for Sunday and you want to check in at 12 or 1 o'clock, you're booking for Sunday at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Yep. Or whatever time the check-in time To check is. out Monday. So if you come to the hotel, <laughs> yeah. right, so if you come to the hotel thinking you're going to check in Saturday night mm-hmm. and they're sold out, you're not going to be able to. Now, if, mm-hmm. if we have rooms, we're happy to accommodate you. You can change the day. And we whatever, can change yeah. the day. We can fix it all for you. But just understand that. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very important that you understand that. So it's. I always tell people to please sign up for the hotel chains rewards programs. Mm-hmm. Whatever hotel chain that you like to stay in, or sign up for all of them. Yep. Just cover all your bases. Yep. <laughs> get their credit cards because the credit cards are great. Usually, if you go ahead and get their credit card, they automatically bump you up to like mm-hmm. whatever their you know elite statuses mm-hmm. are. Um, and then you get points, and you can use the credit cards at other places. I mean, typically what I do when I travel, whatever hotel chain I'm staying in, um, Best Western is actually one of my favorites. Sorry, I'm going to plug that. No, we talked about that, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to plug Best Western um, because they have a great uh, rewards program. You get, like, two points for um, every dollar that you spend within the hotel. Then you get one point everywhere mm-hmm. else. So, like, if I'm traveling and I'm actually staying in a Best Western, like, that's the credit card I use for everything. Like, cool. that entire trip. Like, this is our card we're going to use for everything because, mm-hmm. you know, I get my points and then you get free stays. You can use them for gift cards. You know, yeah. all kinds of things. And all the big, all the big chains, yeah. you know, have that for that's you. Cool. It's just so much better than trying to book through third party and saving what 20 bucks or exactly sometimes maybe, sometimes maybe more i mean but I, overall I, like it's better to go ahead and pay mm-hmm. these rates because you get the benefits yeah. we'll never bounce you either you'll never get walked and any <laughs> ever because you're too, a rewards member the only way yeah. that that's ever possible to happen is one if you didn't already have your rewards number yes on the reservation or two you book through a third party yeah or three just some like major shit went down right. and some sewage pipe burst <laughs> it's and unavoidable you don't want to sleep in feces yeah <laughs> right um and um, yeah, we'll have to do a segment in the future on like rewards cards because I really love like travel rewards. Me and, too. Um, I love it. I not think it's only, great. Not only like hotel cards. I sign up for everybody's stuff. Airline cards. Anywhere I shop, just, if they're like, "Do you have a card?" I'm like, "No, give me one." Do you have a card? I mean, there's some. <laughs> I want a card. Well, there's some <laughs> that are great. that are really great. Yeah. So we'll we'll table that for now, but because I'll go off on a big old tangent. Yeah, we'll get but, into um, a rabbit hole about that because I have but cards yeah, I love yeah, I love points. I love points. Um, yes, me too. <laughs> um, put it this way, I haven't paid I like for a hotel. I haven't paid for a hotel in a long time, and I travel quite a bit. 
Um, yeah, no, we've talked about that before. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. What is your second Reddit story? So my second story again comes from Tales from the Front Desk, and this one comes from user Katona. Um, probably not saying that right either because I can't pronounce shit. I'm sure it's great. Um, sure it's fine. Yeah. Um, so a couple just got married in my lobby is the title. Oh. The tiny, tiny lobby of a mid-range economy hotel, just standing there to the side of the front desk. No, this was not planned. I'm depressed. <laughs> all, of, all of a sudden, a woman in fully decked out bride form, really lovely dress, in quotations, walks in, flowers in hand. A few formally dressed wedding party mem- members follow. She quickly informs me that they had planned to get married on the beach. There's a nice one just down the street from here. But not only had it just started raining, but apparently the woman who was supposed to drive them all there bailed at the last moment for unknown reasons. So they simply quickly got married in our lobby with an adorable tiny old lady performing the service. Some family members took a few photos and video, took maybe seven minutes total. Then they were hitched and went on their way. Now that is certainly a first. Wow. So, I have a lot to say about this. I think... Go ahead. I'll let you go first. So, first, that's a really sweet story. Um, Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, it's... it's, I love it. I love the story. Romantic and whatever. Um, I have have a couple things that are mildly related to this. One, um, let's make it about me. Um, Everything's about you, Derek. Everything. I'm getting married soon. (laughs) And me and my partner have been together for like 12 years. So, we're kind of... I mean... We're excited to get married, don't get me wrong, but it's not, like, a huge deal for us. We've been living together for... We've been living in sin for years and years, put it that way. Um, (laughs) But, um, anyway, part of this process has been finding, like, somebody to actually officiate the ceremony, which is harder than you would think. Judges are booked up and... I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to. Yeah, you were. I don't want to pay me. somebody we a million dollars. Yeah, which is very like because I thought weddings were not. I so we're getting married anymore. So yeah. So um, <laughs> <There we> are. <laughs> to my delight, um, our manager at the at the hotel, his fiance is actually like already certified or whatever. She got that online thing <laughs> a couple of years ago. She's done a couple of, of ceremonies. She's going to do it for us, which is great. Which is great. Yeah. Um, That's and really awesome. another manager at work is like really gung ho for us to like do it at the front desk. And that, that ain't happening. We do care about it a little bit more than that. Like you'll but, have to tell me who that is off air. But, but this, this, cere- <laughs> this ceremony, yeah, this ceremony at the front desk <laughs> made me think about getting married at the front desk. Um, the, hilarious. the other thing, um, let me think. What was the other thing? Oh, my God. Um, da, 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 da. Oh. I, we had a wedding at the hotel um, this past weekend when I worked. And, okay, so this past weekend we had a wedding. We had a Sweet 16 party in the meeting room. And there's some other stuff going on. Some kind of soccer group or whatever. It was a busy weekend. Whatever. You would think the Sweet 16 group would have been the problem child. No. no. They were fine. Yeah, they were no great. No complaints. They were great. They were wonderful. They These were like the perfect people. fucking wedding people. First off, they came back in this raggedy-ass van with um, something like somebody written on the back of it just hitched. Now to fill this thing up with kids well, or something like that. Well, some of like them that. came back with that. And then, some, most yeah. of them came back in a huge, like, fancy bus. Yeah. You missed all Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the sideshow. Yeah. But then on the, on this the side, side exactly. on the side of the motherfucking van that had been parked at the wedding, it said, party at the hotel, room, whatever. 
And I saw that in the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, shit. And yeah, the night kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. But, we um, won't get into that's it just on a, air. now that's just a little side note, but, um, yeah, don't do that, please. Yeah, a little sidebar. Don't <laughs> Spe- do that shit. Speaking of weddings and hotels, I know it doesn't have a lot to do with this really sweet story, but, um, yeah, that just happens. Don't so. do shit like that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's like fresh on our mind, that hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah that it is. Came through. <laughs> yeah, it is. We, we have a little bit of PTSD <laughs> from that. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Oh my god! Um, did, yeah, like I love I love this story. I love everything about this story. Um, I think it it just speaks to the fact that it doesn't you know it doesn't matter where you get married exactly. or the type of wedding that you have and how fancy it is. It matters about the substance of you know bringing two people together that love each other, bringing families together that hopefully will love each other to <laughs> learn to. And if they don't, it's really entertaining to watch. We'll see about that. But <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be great for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, that that's really what it's about. And it looks like that that's exactly what happened here, that, that you had two people that are were just, you know, in love. And this is the date that we, this is what we want to do. And this, we are ready to go. And, you know, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going to do it here and make it work and mm-hmm. not even worry about it anymore. And they just have a really cool story, I think, too, you know, to tell their kids and to tell yeah. friends and other family that didn't get to be there. And, you know, what a hilarious story. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's awesome. Like, yeah. we had this whole thing planned, and then that got fucked, so we decided like, to do this. Yeah. And I just think it's a it's it's an awesome story to be able to tell people. You're never going to forget it, that's for sure. No. So, <laughs> nope. instead of some big fancy you know, bullshit. $20,000 bullshit wedding. You spent a ton of money yeah. on and everybody got Fuck wasted and trashed. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, to me, that's <laughs> not... Nope. That can't be fun. Maybe it is fun for some people. I'm pretty but. sure there's a, a reverse correlation between, like, how much you spend on a wedding versus how long the marriage actually lasts. Yeah, I would love to see the stats on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If somebody knows those stats or can look those up for us, please post them. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to see those stats. I, I just I just know it's out there. Yeah, because personally for myself, like, I... I got married on on a beach, but um, it was just me, my husband, and the pastor and his wife. Um, that was all that was there. My parents gave us some money. His parents gave us some money, and that's what we did. And, you know, hmm. it was private. It was intimate. It was personal. And, you know, we have really cool stories, too. Like, um, fu- some funny stuff happened, you know, during the day to mm-hmm. us, too, as well. So that, of course, there's always something that can't go right on your wedding. Um so, yeah, I mean, I, that's what we wanted to do. That's and awesome. I, I don't understand people that do these big blowout weddings. I think no. it's just such a waste of yeah. money. And then these people that, like, travel for them, too. Oh, like, fuck destination weddings. Why don't even you get, get me started on that. Like, I mean, we had a destination wedding, nah. but it was just because we live in a landlocked state and we wanted to get married yeah. in a tropical area. But, you but didn't, we didn't bring didn't a like billion other people, people to come with, with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't bring a hundred people with <laughs> us. I just yeah. don't understand that. Like, why don't you go get married and then come back to, like, your hometown and have a reception? Right. I mean, do something... I, I don't know. I just think it's really strange. Right. And we can, I don't understand we, it. We consider that just going to Vegas one weekend, doing it and coming yeah, back. Yeah, and coming back and having a reception. At yeah, this sure. point, or I wish we'd done it because this shit's kind of drug out. But um. <laughs> <laughs> that may wind up happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's still an option. On next week's episode, <laughs> Derek's 48-hour trip in Vegas. No. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. 
Anyway, what's your, uh, you want to move on to your picks of the week? Um, no, I want to do my second story. Oh, your second God. story. My bad, I jumped ahead. Boy, I jumped the gun on that one, didn't I? Um, alright, so. You don't I have a second story, shut up. Nobody take, cares. I can't take her anywhere. <laughs> Speaking of not being able to take you anywhere. Oh, we haven't talked about our, our opera experience think, together. We need to talk about that. I can't believe we talked, did we talk about it? We went to the opera together. We went We went to the opera, tell them what we saw. We saw Tosca, which was fantastic. What did you think? Oh, I really loved it. It was my first um, time seeing a live opera, and it was beautiful and... It was know, amazing. Just, it was my it, it first was time just, seeing yeah. one live. Yeah. I've watched them on TV since I was a kid. This, oh, okay. is my, this, this was my favorite opera, so I was super oh, okay. stoked to see it. Amazing that it was me and you that got to see it, it was together. So it was fun. so great. It was so good. We got in trouble um, a couple of times by the old man usher, which we I felt really bad times. about because he it kind of took him a minute to get up and down the stairs. Oh, he lives um, for that shit. He loved yeah. it. I mean, he was cool about it, but I guess what did we do? We took oh, we took a selfie. We were taking selfies, and it had like a and front, you can't have it had like a front facing flash, and he thought we were like taking flash pictures of the stage or something. And this was all which before, I kind of, which this I was did. before the show. I did take a flash photo of the stage. Oh, okay, before the show, <laughs> but I it imagine. was before the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I took so one of the orchestra. We did that, and then like so going out with Sarah, um, I've learned that she doesn't know how to whisper. Um, all throughout the show, she, Apparently I don't. she when would I drink like champagne. she would like lean over and be like, "Oh my god, isn't this great?" Or what do you think? Or whatever. I don't even know what she said. I don't now. know either what I was and, saying. I don't remember. But the best part was I, I had to lean over like after the fourth or fifth time, and I'm like, um, "Do you know how to whisper?" <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry." Yeah. Oops. <laughs> but it was a great time. It was, it a great, was time. great. We had great seats too. Talk about our seats. We did. We were like um, our seats were. We were amazing. like on the second tier, um, in the front row, like overhanging the stage. Basically, yeah, it was great. Yeah, we had like our own little I, section. We I put prefer, like our drinks and all our shit yeah, in. <laughs> it <was> yeah, great. <laughs> and I prefer, nobody walking by us. It was I, fantastic. I always prefer sitting on that second level, especially if I can get front row yes. because you can see the whole stage easier. You can see the orchestra, and nobody walks past you. Know, you. This is for musicals or whatever. Nobody's like tripping over. Yeah. Like, oh, my seat's all the way down there. Yeah. It's like oh, fuck you, Margaret. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I gotta move my legs and shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I'm all in the skirt. <laughs> I had to juggle my two glasses of champagne. Let's talk about the two glasses of champagne real fast. Let's tell them that little fun story. Oh, um, oh my God. So, I have been to this venue many times, as Sarah has. And whenever I go, I if I get champagne, they want to put it in these little plastic champagne Tiny flutes. flutes. Tiny. Which like, is, you two know, sips. fine, whatever. But I don't want to get up. I mean, I drink During a lot. During the show. And, um, yeah, we drink a lot. Hello. So, I always order a God. double... A double champagne, and they put it in the bigger glass for, like, beer like or a cup, wine or which whatever. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, and so I told her this in line. I'm like, oh, they'll, they'll put it in a bigger glass. Just get a double. And she's like, oh, great. Yeah, because I saw them, like, pouring, flu- like, those tiny flutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's all I get? Like, I don't want that. Yeah. 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 And um, she gets up there. The woman totally gives her attitude. Oh, my God. She will, will like, so refuses like, to do it. Like, won't, she was like, we have to inventory the cups. Blah, 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 blah. And even after Sarah got two champagne flutes, she was like, okay, can you just take these two and pour them in a cup for me? And pour them in a cup? Well, that'll be an extra $13. We have to inventory the cups. I'm like, oh, shit. And now in hindsight, I, I wish I was like, fine. 
yeah, do it. Fuck you. I'll pay the $13. Oh my God. I totally yeah. wish I had just done it now. God. But yeah. I was like ready to snatch Sarah back from going across I that was bar. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Give me a cop. <laughs> yeah. So she's all, so Sarah's all bitter 30 seconds later. So mad. Walking through the theater with a champ, little plastic champagne, champagne flute in each hand. Glasses in each hand. <laughs> It like, was great. In my nice dress on. <laughs> oh my god, it was great. Um <laughs> God, it was so ridiculous. Yeah. So that's our that's our Tosca outing. Um if you haven't seen it, at least, you know, watch a video Go of it. Go see it, yeah. But yeah, it's great. Um, all right, so my last Reddit story is called Six AM Car Problems and um it's by user Austin Bennett Ryder. And it's a post that's kind of written out like a script, and I've kind of stopped picking these because they're they're hard to read on air, but um, I liked this one, so you know, deal with it. Um, <laughs> so there it goes, go. um, scene, my bedroom, time, 6 a.m. My phone rings, and it's the hotel. I assume my 7 a.m. agent has called out, so I answer. Big mistake. Night auditor, good morning. Me, what's up? Night auditor. I guess Carr won't start after coming back from valet. He wants to talk to a manager. Me. Are you serious? Night auditor. Auditor. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Me. No. Is it a rental or personal car? Night auditor. Oh rental. God. Me. Then have him call the rental company. I can't help. <laughs> I hung up and tried to go back to sleep, but couldn't, so I'm currently on the bus. Today's going to be a great day. Oh, my God. This story infuriated me. Speaking of, like, having PTSD, like, so I was a manager for years and years, and people called me for all kinds of dumb shit, not in the, not in the hotel industry yeah, and retail. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, oh, my God. This... This story, like, totally brought it back out. Like, what the fuck are you calling me for? You're there. <laughs> yeah. Handle it. Just deal with it. That wasn't even that big of a deal. Not exactly. Know which questions to, questions to ask, first off. Like, is it a rental? If it's a rental, it's obviously the rental, you know, company's problem. I, I just... Yeah. This one, hurt, like, my, this one hurt my soul. And I think I had to pick it just to get a little therapy. But um, I think it speaks to... Um, the bigger topic that we were talking about, I think last show about empowerment and about, um, some of these newer, um, we were talking about managers at the time, but even just like newer to the workforce individuals, people in general, yeah, yeah. not having, not having that like backbone or that empowerment gene, mm -hmm. but to just handle your shit, you know, right. they, they always want their mm -hmm. hand held and you're not going to get anywhere in life with that kind of attitude. No. Even if, honestly, even if you make the wrong decision, it's better to make the wrong decision and learn than not from one it at all. Than to not make one at all. Yeah, yeah. no decision at all. I I would always rather just fall flat on my face and learn from the experience than to just be like stifled and not have any kind of empowerment or decision making right. ability. You know exactly. And it's almost like to you, this story might be a situation like that where maybe the clerk hadn't been told those things by yeah. the specific manager. Maybe the specific, specific, sorry, specific, specific. manager. Yeah. Is, yeah. you know, younger and maybe hasn't relayed that. Look, Could be. Yep. don't fucking call me. <laughs> you can do whatever. Yeah. I'm never going to yell at you. You're never going to get fired. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything's fixable. We'll fix it tomorrow. If you did something wrong, Call me in the morning. Which <laughs> it's okay. You know, to 
to our manager's credit, um, they pretty much have that attitude because yeah, don't call they them. don't want to be bothered. No, and they would much rather fix something tomorrow than deal with something don't you know when they're off. <laughs> call them. Yeah, yeah. I think I've called like my direct manager one time. Once. Yeah, in, in like a hundred years. The yeah. few, the years that I've worked there. Like, one time, and it was, it was very, it was that serious. Right. Like, it was something like, you know, it was major, where I was like, yeah, I, before I do this, I have to call him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, sometimes things like that do happen, but over that, yeah, no, I don't understand. Before I take this person up on their sexual advances, I should call and make sure I'm not going to get fired for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call make sure it's okay. No, I don't ever. I don't ever call them that. I just do it. Right? Yeah, just do it. It's fine. You put the little note up at the desk. Be right back. Yep, I'll be right back in fifteen. Yeah. That's what that note means if you ever see it in the middle of the night. That's exactly what it means. Oh my god! Someone's anyway. being sexually harassed, and it's not us. <laughs> since I ended last, you would do yours first, but let me do mine, because yours is a lot. Um, <laughs> mine is kind of a lot, isn't it? So, um, my pick this week is Mind Hunter on um, Netflix. I'm, I'm like, super stoked for this. I'm obsessed I've with this show. I've heard I've heard, I don't think I've heard anything bad about at, it. Well, at, so, I had heard good stuff, and I guess at first I thought it was like a documentary. It's totally not. It's That's a, what I thought it was, a, too. It's a scripted but it's show. Not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's fantastic. Um, Who's in a, it? It's a, um, shit, I don't know. No. <laughs> There's like this, um, the main kid I recognize, um, his name, one moment. Oh yeah, Jonathan Groff, um, he was in. He yeah, because I thought I recognized like a couple of people. Like, I watched the preview and I was like, oh, I recognize. There was a couple of people I recognized, but I couldn't remember what their names were. Yeah, he was in, um, oh yeah, he was the main character in Looking, um, on HBO, which was, it had a couple of seasons. Um, it was kind of like a new queerest folk type gay show, like about gay men living in San Francisco. Um, but anyway, um, he, in this, he is like a really surprisingly solid performer. Um, but the um, the standout in this show is this guy that plays one of the serial killers that they're researching. So they're trying to like, it's back in the 60s, and they're trying to get in the mind of what serial killers are. They don't even have a word for it yet. They start calling them sequence killers. Right. Um, and this is, like, where, like, uh, the start of, like, psychological, like, criminology basically yes, starts. exactly. Correct? Like, these yeah, are the yeah, people yeah. that actually, like, developed that field of study. Yeah. From it's what telling, I understood. Yeah, it's telling that story. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, this dude that plays, um, it's, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Um... <laughs> Derek's not prepared for the segment. Clearly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you, can if you watch it, you'll learn quickly. Anyway, this main serial killer that they talk to, he is so, like, he's, first off, he's, like, 6'9". He's, like, 200-something pounds. Oh, God. He's very physically imposing, but he's, like, when they're talking to him, he's, like, the gentlest, most charismatic person Docile. you've ever met. And Of course he is. I'm not going to tell he's you what he lunatic. did. He's a lunatic. You learn very early in the series, like, what he did to get in jail. 
but compared with what he did and his like general mannerisms, it's night and day. It is so well. So his played. affect is very docile. Yes, but what he does is it's not he, not he's at all completely insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he even before he was arrested, um, he always um, was super friendly with with police officers, and um, even to the point where um, he went out of town because he thought they were like onto him or whatever. And they never were. And so he ended up calling the, um, after his, I don't know, third or fourth murder or whatever, he ended up calling the police station back in town, his hometown, and he was like, um, I did it. And he confessed, and they had to go get him. Oh, God. They never saw it. Yeah. Like, he wasn't um, even a suspect. Well, I guess no. he was, but he, no, he, he was, was cleared. I, I don't think he was. I don't know. Um, well, they were talking to him, you said, so something was going on. Something, yeah. Um, I think I, I watched the first episode when I was... Uh, a little drunk, but, um, <laughs> but, which you should not do with a new show. You should at least watch the first episode sober so you get the yeah. foundation. Or start drinking but, when you start um, watching it. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome. There's rules here. But anyway, Mind, Mind Hunter on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, totally I'm, I'm going to watch, watch it. I'm on, yeah, um, I'm excited for it. I want to say there's like 10 episodes and I'm on like episode four. Five and I have not been disappointed yet. So, like, is, how long is each episode? An it, hour? It's like an hour, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so it's an easy binge. Oh yeah, and um, it's uh, it's complex and it's like grisly, but it's very intellectual and it really cool. like makes you think. It's it's Great. fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm excited um, for it. I've heard, like I said, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, so I'm super Sweet. stoked because I listen to all those like true crime podcasts. Oh yeah, you do. You know, I'm totally yeah, yeah. into that and. Crime writers on. I'm going to plug them. They just did um, a show about it. And oh, about okay. It. So, yeah. Cool. I'll have to so, listen yeah. to that. Yeah, I'm Sweet. super stoked. Have they watched it all though? Or? They have they watched? I'm know. not. Sh- yeah. I'm not sure if they have watched it all or not. I know that they they did review it. I'm assuming oh, okay. that they did. Okay. I'm assuming you. that yeah. they did binge it. Um. But anyway. Cool. All right. What is your pick? So my pick of the week is Blade Runner 2049. Um, yeah, I went and saw it last Monday is when I saw it. Um, yeah, and I'm, like, still thinking about the film. Um, Did did you see, like, the regular version, or was it, it like, an IMAX version or whatever? Oh, I thought you meant the original movie. Um, I saw it in IMAX, um, which is what I recommend, um, because I actually listened to a couple of other podcasts, um, that reviewed it, and, um, one of, one of the guys on the podcast, um... He watched it in 3D. The other guy watched it um, on IMAX. Mm-hmm. And the podcast I'm referring to is um, Pop Culture Leftovers, if you guys were interested in that. Um, okay. they, they talk about all kinds of cool stuff. Movies, video games, everything. That's, that's those, Sarah, those guys are great. That's how Sarah stays so hip. <laughs> those guys are awesome. Um, so anyway, um, so one of them watched it in 3D, one of them watched it on IMAX. And the guy that watched it in 3D said... That he kind of wishes, in hindsight, that he had watched it just on IMAX mm. um, because he felt distracted a mm. lot. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, you know, there's this. This is a very visual movie. It's of course executive produced by Ridley Scott. It's nice. directed by Denis Villeneuve. So these are both very extremely visual people. This is your second so, Ridley Scott pick. You had Alien Covenant. I love Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, I actually looked him up on IMDb and. He's made over 40 films, and I swear to God, Damn. I've just about seen all of them, and they're all, like, my favorite movies. Awesome. And I didn't really realize, you know, 
how many of his movies that I watched and yeah. that I liked and then I continuously go back to him and watch like every year or watch over and over again until I like looked him up and I was like, That's oh, awesome. yeah, he's, yeah, he's incredible. And he actually directed the first movie. He directed the first mm-hmm. Blade Runner um, and then he turned it over to Villeneuve, which I think was an excellent decision um, because this guy is just a genius. I mean, this film is just, it's a masterpiece. It's high, high concept sci-fi. So, nice. if you're wanting to see a bunch of, like, violence and killing mm-hmm. and, you know, Blade Runner hunting down replicants, you're not going to get that in this film. This cool. this is not the movie for you. Don't waste your time. You're not going to like it. That's awesome. if that's it's what you it's more see. intellectual, too. Like my pick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's awesome. It's high concept. The smart show. <laughs> yeah. It's high concept sci-fi. Um, the central theme of the film, which you know me, I like to figure out what the central theme is. Um, it was really hard for me to figure it out in this movie um, because of a character played by Jared Leto, whose name is Wallace. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, and he's sort of like the Tyrell character in the first movie. So he's now making and developing the new replicants. <clears throat> and he's making them off-world. Because okay. you can't make ref- replicants anymore on-world because they're outlawed. So he's Ty- now Tyrell making them... Tyrell from Aliens. Like the, Tyrell the, from... The corporate mastermind. Tyrell from the first Blade Runner. Oh, wait! Are they yeah. tied? Oh no, that's like they're tied wet. together because yeah, because Wallace came in after that... after Tyrell got killed. Yeah, Wallace came in and he's now making yeah. the new replicants. Sorry, I'm thinking yeah. what? It, I'm thinking of Alien. Yeah, no, I thought no, no, that no, was Tyrell. No. These are that's two like, totally different that's like universes. Wes something with the W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are two whatever. Totally sorry, different sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he's off world ma- making these things, and um, he's made them docile. They're not like mm. the Nexus Six versions. These are now the Nexus Eight versions. Mm-hmm. So they're very docile. You don't have to worry about them, you know, rebelling. Like there's mm-hmm. going to be none of that going on. You tell them what to do, and they do it. Um, so it's difficult to figure out what the central theme is. Um, I think there's a few that are going on here. Humanity is one. Mm-hmm. Um, humanity seems to be on the verge of really extinction. Um, because my friend, my best friend Heidi, who actually went and saw the film with, brought up a really interesting point to me. And she said um, that she didn't... You know, we were talking about the movie, of course, because this is the film that you're going to talk about with your friends after you go and see it. Like, you guys are going to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And she was like, well, you know, one thing I didn't really like about it is I just didn't like the way that they were depicting females in the movie. You know, we're coming off of the backside yeah. of all of this going on right now in Hollywood with directors like, being outed for the casting couch and all of this like nonsense the, the going replicants? on. The replicant females? Females in Were general. They like she was like talking about or something. Well she was okay. talking about females in general. Okay. And um, I didn't really get that out of the movie. Um, but then in hindsight, now that I'm thinking I, I started thinking more and more and more about her comments and I started thinking, you know, we really didn't see any human females in the film. Um, the only human female there's two human females that are depicted in the film, and one of them is um, Ryan Gosling, who plays Kay, who is actually the new Blade Runner, um, is um, Lieutenant Joshi. She's a female, and she's actually his boss um, in the film, and that's played by Robin Wright, and she's very, mm. just this, like, stark, you know, character. Like, she has no emotion She's almost replicant-like. It's almost like she's had to make herself robotic in order to kind of survive in this new 
like dystopian universe that females are finding themselves in. Mm -hmm. So she dresses in all black. You can't really see her figure. You can't really tell if she even has a figure. She wears this very like stark clothing. She has her hair slicked back. Um, She's kind of made herself more manly than female. So she's made herself more androgynous, I guess is a better word. Yeah. She's not female. She's not male. She's kind of like nothing. Like she's just there doing this job and this is what's happening. The other human female we see um, is, um, I can't remember what her name is now. Oh, um, you're not prepared? What? Yeah, I'm not prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she's only Give shown a shit. few. She's only shown a, a few times. Um, I want to say her name is Mariette, but I may be wrong about that. I'm on IMBD looking at it right now. And anyway, um, Kay, Ryan Gosling's character, he meets her in like this strange, like uh, weird like, uh, cafe, but it's not really a cafe. It's a plate. They're all eating noodles, just like in the first movie. It's all really strange. They're, like, ordering their food out of machines. Ramen for life. Right. They're ordering <laughs> their mach- their food out of machines, and it's crazy. And um, all of the females in that scene seem to be prostitutes. Mm. And the thing that makes you think that is that they're all dressed, you know, scantily clad. That isn't that far-fetched once it's not that artificial far-fetched. intelligence I takes mean, over. So, we're gonna yeah. fuck it. <laughs> so, you've got all these men, you know, they're they're trying to get these men and, and all that's going on and they've got pimps and, mm-hmm. and all of this is going on and, and, and whatever and there just doesn't really seem to be any females, like, within the mixture of the men. That are yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Like normal, like normally dressed females or mm-hmm. females that are maybe just like going to work and coming home and like stopping mm-hmm. and getting some. No, none of that's he, going where's on. Where's the accountants at? Yeah. Yeah. Like where are the doctors? <laughs> yeah. Where are the lawyers? Like none of that's really going on anymore. So, um, and I didn't notice that while I was watching the film until I started thinking back to her comments and I thought, oh my God, like they've basically wiped out females is what they've wow. done with these replicants. So there's really no more human females, mm-hmm. and then this female... Let me say, as a gay man, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does to you. But what does that do to humanity? Yeah, you know, what, is that, what does that do to the human race? I mean, it, it sort of wipes us out. Um, <laughs> so Wallace is trying to develop a way to, you know, impregnate these female replicants that he has. Ooh, okay. But he's, he has nefarious uses... Of course. For, yeah, for the progeny (laughs) of this. Yeah, they're not going to be free, in other words. So, um, yeah, so I think it, I think the central themes of the film are obviously like subjugation, Mm -hmm. racism is is obviously going on. Playing God. Um, Creation, again, Mm -hmm. versus AI intelligence, yet again, just like what was in Alien Covenant. Yeah. Ridley Scott seems to constantly go back to this like creation theme. Yeah. That seems to be his thing. Like, is creation really being created by God, or are we creating it? Yeah. Like, who's in control here? It seems yeah. to always be his the, the central themes of his films, um, which I find fascinating and an inter- a very very interesting topic. Um, but as far as Villeneuve's direction of the film, um, he really calls back constantly to the first film. So if you're a fan of the first film, you're going to love this film. This is not a remake. This is not a reboot. And it's not a prequel. It's it not happens a prequel. After the it happens film. after. Um, and also, there's actually a couple of um, animes that Villeneuve did as well um, that you can watch and 
one of them is called the this the first one that you should watch if you want to watch it before this film is uh, Blade Runner 2022 Blackout. Um, so apparently there was a, a data loss, a blackout that happens, and all of the data is completely wiped out and lost uh, before Blade Runner 2049 takes place. Okay. And again, Blade Runner 2049, when you go and see it, they're constantly talking about the blackout, the data, gotcha. the data loss, uh, because they've just now been able to like build back, like they've just now like come back online, like they're just now. <laughs> Back up from that. Yeah, I mean, it totally destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it totally wiped out and like destroyed everything. Yeah. Um, and that may be may have been what happened to most of the human females. To be honest, I mean, because it doesn't seem. It's very strange. You'll have to watch the movie to, to know what I'm yeah. talking about. About that, it's very strange. There's like um, a lot of orphans too. Mm. There's a huge scene Weird. with all of these children that are either orphaned or they've just been abandoned. And I'm pretty sure that they're human. So hmm. something has happened where mm-hmm. somehow there's just not really any human females anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very disturbing for a human female, <laughs> to be honest. Like, it's quite terrifying. Well, I'm all for it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> to, <laughs> it's quite terrifying, actually, to watch and think about. Um, but anyway, getting back to the animes. Uh, the second anime in the series is called Blade Runner 2036 Nexus. And again, okay. Nexus um, are the actual uh, replicants that, that they're building. There's a Nexus 6 and there's a Nexus 8. The Nexus 6s are the ones that they're trying to wipe out because they're the ones that caused the rebellion in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the Nexus 8s um, are the new versions that are hunting the Nexus 6s gotcha. now. So they're the new Blade Runners. So it's, it's chronological. It goes like original Blade Runner, it's very chronological. anime, it follows, anime, Blade Runner it 2049. Um, and the two animes are very, very short. They're short films. They're only 15 minutes long. Um, Where do you see those? So, I saw the first one on Crunchyroll. Um, okay. But the second one's not on there, which I was really disappointed about. Is it free? It's free on okay. Crunchyroll. Um, just download Crunchyroll onto your PlayStation 4. There's an app. Just download that. Or phone or whatever. Or yeah. whatever. And you can find <laughs> it. I watched them on, on my PlayStation. Um, yep. And it's on there. I don't know why they haven't released huh. the second one on there. Probably because they want you to pay for it. They want you to pay like, for it. They give they, you they're one showing for free. you the first one. Because they, they, yeah. they do have the option where you can pay per month for Crunchyroll, which I don't mm, do. I, just I get, gotcha. I just get my stuff for free. Um, yeah. But anyway, you can go online and you can order it and find it. Um, but I highly recommend watching it. And you, But you don't have to watch it before you see the film. Because okay. I actually watched the Blade Runner 22 Blackout after I watched the, you know, the, the new movie. movie. I gotcha. Yeah, and I still thoroughly enjoyed it and loved it. And it's gorgeous because, of course, again, it's Villeneuve mm-hmm. who did it and directed it and... Yeah, I, I mean, I highly recommend this film. I don't I don't understand why people are panning it. I, I don't get it. It's a complete and utter work of art. You need to go and see it in IMAX is my recommendation. Okay. Um, I mean, it's just a masterpiece. Everything Fantastic. about it is excellent. It's like a um, the whole movie just, like, opens up all of your senses. Like, you're, you're all in the mm-hmm. film. Like, everything that's happening. You know, like, it affects, like... Just everything. It's not just visual. It's just everything. Your emotions. Just just everything. It's amazing. I've never well, seen a movie like You're like, like immersed. This. Yeah. yeah, you're totally immersed. I've never yeah. seen anything like this before. Oh, so it's amazing. It. And like I, I said, I don't, I don't know why people are panning it. Um, if you want to see it, you need to see it this week. Because they're pulling it from over 800 theaters oh, right now to make room damn. for Justice League. Ugh. Yeah. 
That's the sci-fi people want. So that's the sci-fi. Talk about like highbrow versus lowbrow. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm totally going to go see Justice League. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That'll that'll be your pick next week. I'm totally going to go see it. Like, don't get me wrong. But yeah, they're they're pulling Blade Runner from over 800 theaters. So if you want to see it, I wish. I wish you gotta go this week. I do want to mention one more thing about the film and then I'll shut up. Um, there's actually, um, there's an amazing scene, um, with, um, Harrison Ford, who played Deckard in the first film. He's back in this movie. And, uh, Kay, Ryan Gosling's character, where he pours him a drink from a Johnny Walker Black label bottle. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's a bottle that I've never seen before. And actually, my me and my friend Heidi both looked over at each other like, "What's that?" <laughs> Whenever of he was you, pouring, <laughs> you, found the, yeah. you found the fucking we, liquor. Yeah, because it's this beautiful bottle. It's gore. It's a gorgeous bottle of booze. And me and her were like, "What is that?" And of course, Heidi knew what it was because she she's a big whiskey whiskey fan. She she likes whiskey just like you. And she was like, "Oh, that's, that's Johnny Walker Black." And I was like, "Oh, I've never seen that bottle before." And she's like, "Yeah, neither have I." So. um... I went home and looked it up, and they have actually made a special edition Johnny Walker Black Label Director's Cut bottle of nice. booze it is, <laughs> for I'm looking, this film. I'm looking at it now. It is a gorgeous bottle. It's a gorgeous bottle. Um, it's actually very affordable. It's 119 bucks. Good. Oh, my God. It's 119 For Johnny bucks. Walker? For, like, blended whiskey? It's 119 bucks. I'm a, um, I'm a single malt snob. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's 119 bucks. Um, Oof. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I read some reviews on it, though. People that have bought it love it. Um, most of them are buying two bottles. They're buying a bottle to, like, really? keep. Yeah. yeah. And then they're buying a bottle to drink. Um, I'll have to see if it's on my, on my new club for a discount. It probably is. It may be. <laughs> yeah, check it out so we can try it. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and on the uh, link that we're posting in the show notes, they've actually got a really cool... Um, recipe for something called penicillin 2049 mm. which yeah they had some might have been that they might have been in the sh- in the movie i don't know but no um, he just poured them a shot out of oh the okay gotcha yeah. um but it looks really good it ends up like green but mm, cool um, yeah yeah while we're um on the subject of like highbrow sci-fi um just a quick side note before we wrap up um have you seen ex machina yes it's yeah it's like a few years old now it's probably the last movie that I saw that was really, like, intellectual sci-fi. Like, it was amazing, right? I it's mean, really good. It really throws it, back to Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Well, There's a lot, lot of, of throwbacks do. to Mary it's Shelley. It's all about creation, yeah. To Mary Shelley, yep. Everything, like, goes right back to, like, her horror, original, like, horror tale about if you create something... What's it gonna become? <laughs> don't yeah. abuse it. <laughs> yeah. So if you... You're responsible for whatever you create. Like, you're the parent, basically, of this creation. You need to take care of it. Yeah. So <laughs> look what happens. If you're one of these people that just doesn't go to the movies, at least watch Ex Machina to get your, like... You know, intellectual sci-fi fix. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very if you good. Seen it, it is good. I'm, I'm guessing though, good. if you like that kind of thing, you've already seen it because it's it's um, been out for a hot minute and it's really good. But it um, is good. but yeah, that was a great pick. I am really excited to go see it now because I do whatever you tell me to with your pick every week. <laughs> so I will report back. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, this is Just, now's your chance, and you're gonna watch Mindhunter. Go see <laughs> right. it this week because this may be your only chance. All right, folks. So that's it this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know we've been a little irregular um, lately with our episodes, but we've been traveling. 
Um, yeah, we've had a lot going on. I started on. a new job. Sarah's been like out of state and whatever, and it's not like you're paying us. So you get what you get. That's right, folks. <laughs> That's right. But no, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please tell your friends about our show. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CompMyPod. Thank you so much for listening. Everybody have a great week. Bye. And goodbye.